Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance ECOs. We got the man, Andy O'Date, joining us. Talk about a guy with energy and inspiration. He's young, he's a hustler. He's got such a bright future ahead of him. And it makes me think about, wow, if I was like that at his age, shit would have gotten real very quick. <laughs> he was raised in a city of impoverishment and a college dropout with very little education. He took a path of entrepreneurship, forcing a course of endless self-education that has amounted to all his success. This path has not only allowed him to change his circumstances, but has allowed him effectively to improve his communication, to prove his desire to help other people become better. And he's been able to create a lot out of that process. He is the founder of Progression Conference. He's the CEO of Progression Marketing Group. He's an author, a speaker, and the guy just kicks ass in all areas. When you hear his story, when you hear him get real vulnerable, you can't help but get inspired because Sharing those, those vulnerabilities that you have within you and exposing them, it allows them to not have anything on you anymore, right? It's holding them in. Those things that bother you when you don't bring them to the surface, that's what eats you alive. And man, this guy drops a lot of value. And I had so much fun on this conversation. It's funny though, because I didn't, my light wasn't working. So I took the video. I don't know if we're going to get very good video highlights out of this. We'll probably just take it from his side, but it got super dark. So in the video recording, I'm like pretty much pitch black in the, in, in the video. So anyways, you guys are going to love this. He'll fire you up. He's connected with some of the biggest names. He's had some huge names that have, you know, come and spoke at his conferences and, and man, you just watch out for this guy. He's, he's going to take it and he's going to, just dominate in 2020. So Andy date coming right up, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, my man, welcome to the show. Super, super excited to dive into your story, bro. Man, thank you so much for having <laughs> me. I'm putting you on my Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, seriously. Yeah, man, really excited. You're doing big things and I always love a good story. You know, I always love to hear about, you know, we all, we, we know where you are now and where you're going. Well, I want to know where you came from, my man. I want to know how did you get to where you are today? So if you could take us back a little bit, give us some insight into your past, walk us through how you got to where you are today a little bit. You know, Lance, I want to do something a little bit interesting on this show, but I want to talk to you about, I want to do something a little different on your show, man, because I'm doing, a, I'm doing approximately like 40 podcasts a month. And what I'm seeing is that, and your, your guests are probably doing the same thing where, they, where they're hearing different podcasts mm -hmm. and they see that it's the same type of content back and forth, right? Right, right. And so, so I'm gonna deep dive into stuff that I have never told or shared before. I love so, it. So right now I'm producing the, the nation's fastest growing personal development and, and marketing seminar mm -hmm. in the country right now as we speak. Yeah. But before doing that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you back to a time where I almost got shot. And the environment that I was in where someone Someone wanted to kill me that evening. And I've never shared that story before, but essentially I'm at a party in, in my hometown and there's a drunk guy that walks up to me as I walk into this party 
and he pushes me. And me being a big man with a bottle in my hand, I push him back. Mm-hmm. And we have a little tussle where we push each other. Now, in my mind, I'm ready to hit the person with the bottle to protect myself. But my best friend, who's my partner, my business partner at the time, comes up to me and grabs me by my chest and says, he's drunk, leave him alone. Unbeknownst to me, I was, night, I was uh, 20 years old running a business, and I had employees working for me. And one of the employees said, hey, were you at this party the other, the other night? I said, yeah, I was. He said, she said, oh, my goodness, Andy, you don't understand what almost went down that night. I said, what happened? And then she said, so-and-so had a gun. And he, when he saw you fighting his friend, he pulled the gun out on you. On you, you didn't even notice it. I was literally almost blacked out. He pulled the gun out, and his friend put his his the guy's friend who had the gun put his hand on the gun and put it back into his waist. And he said, "Hey, yo, I, I know that guy. He owns that still cell phone stores and at the malls. And my girlfriend works for him. Don't do that tonight." And and I believe like I had something covering me that night. Because and, and I was I was incoherent at that time. I was this is when I was drinking alcohol. I was incoherent. So that's the type of environment that I'm from. Right. And now I live in in the beautiful southern Southern California, where if when LeBron James wants to play basketball, he he passes by my house because I live right across like about half a mile away from the Staples Center. So it's like night and day difference. Right. So where did you grow up? Like in L.A. or did you grow up somewhere else? No, I'm from the East Coast in, okay. in an impoverished area called in, in an impoverished part of Rhode Island. Okay. Rhode Island is the smallest state in the country. And the part where I really grew up in was the smallest city in the country. It was about one square mile. So being in such an environment that's that small, it's kind of like a crabs in a bucket experience where people where where people are are just where, where people are just trying to get out of the rat race and they're trying to go to the next level and they think that the way to go to the next level is to bring other people down. Right. So it was drug infested, crime infested. And to be that dense in that type of area where it's drug and crime infested, you have no choice but to win. And my only goal was to get, was to support my family in getting, getting out of there because I would look at podcasts like this and videos online that show like, hey, there's another way of living in the future. Yeah, that's the thing is a lot of people... A lot of people try and bring others down to make them feel better. But that really, all that highlights is the lack of belief in themselves or some sort of thing that they're trying, that they see in you that triggers them because they know they're not doing it or they, they see you rising. And that's usually exactly. people's, people's first reaction. And it's like that when you're young a lot. People, kids are doing that, but people don't realize that's what they're actually doing. You know, like exactly, but 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 you know, you got you got to make a decision. I think yeah. I think you got to make a decision. You got to realize that how are you going to live your 80 years on Earth? If you, mm-hmm. and I have a computer in front of me, right? Yeah. If we do the if we do the math, you have 80 years to live. You multiply that by 365 days. That's 29,200 days of life. Multiply that by 24 hours. You you only have 700,800 hours of life. Every time you every time you do something stupid, you fuck up, and it's like it's like minus one hour, seven hundred thousand hours. There's people that have lost seven hundred thousand dollars in a day. Imagine losing seven hundred thousand hours of life, and, and by not going after your dreams, by not doing something proficient in your life. Yeah, it's a crazy perspective. How old are you now, man? Twenty-four. Okay. All right. Okay. So, how how did you get these? Like, what allowed you? the awareness 
to want to succeed in the first place? Like who, did you have some role models? Did you have some mentors? Did you have people that you looked up to that, did you play sports? Because usually there's some sort of bigger thing that you gravitate towards and you learn from that the others around you don't have, right? What was, what, what allowed you to sort of get those skills at a younger age? Lance, you know, someone, I went to, so in the, in the U.S., it was uh, Thanksgiving, I think, like last week or the week before. Yeah. And I went back to the East Coast to go visit uh, my dying grandfather. And I went to my aunt's house that I haven't seen in a long time when I was out there. And she said, man, I see you on the Internet and, and so on and so forth. And, and you're doing amazing things. Andy, you were always like this. I'm talking about you were, you were, you were the one that was coming in selling candy when you were, when you were eight years old coming into hey do you want to buy a lollipop you know so on and so forth like I was the little hustler <laughs> so she says that I that I had that since I was a young age that type of mindset that type of energy since I was a young age so I, I don't know if, what to really amounted to however I do know that there was a situation when I, I, I felt pain through through financial hard times in, in my family like you know realizing that my finance that my family's finances is separating us and breaking us apart, and I just want to feel love. And I just want to, I just want to experience. I just want to, I just want to see my mom happy, you know. And to 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 really think that paper could be the reason that families break apart, the reason that there's divorces happen, paper is is like a, a, a stupid perspective. So I did what I had to do, try to figure out how to get this paper. And I and through the upbringing, I'm seeing all these different routes. Going to, like, watching TV, I see that people are doing lemonade stands. So I said, let me try the lemonade stand. So I grabbed my lemonade from my house that the family was drinking. And I, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, my little brother drank out of the lemonade bottle and, and put it back in the fridge. But I grabbed it and went outside and I, and I grabbed some cups. And I said, hey, I'm selling lemonade. I sold one cup for a dollar and then, I, you know, I made a dollar. But it was really, <clears throat> and, then, and then in high school, Someone introduced me to drugs and the concept of selling drugs. So tried that, and I realized, like, I don't want to lose my time freedom. I don't want to lose freedom, and I'm scared to go to jail. I ain't that gangster. So I got to do something different. At 19 or 18, I learned about commission jobs, and I, I applied for T-Mobile. But no one at T-Mobile was, was going to hire me. They're looking for people that are 25, full-time. I was in high school. So T-Mobile didn't hire me. I went to the next best thing, which was prepaid, which is Metro PCS right next door. And I got a job there. And when I was sitting there, when I was standing standing at one of the stores, I see a black guy in a suit walk in. And he, he, has, his, he has no, he's bald. He had his earrings in. And, and he's just on his phone, walked past me. And I never saw the guy. So I don't know if, I'm getting, if we're getting robbed in the nicest way. But this guy walked past me behind the desk and went straight into the office. And I'm like, yo, he, he, did, he did it so confidently, I don't even know who this guy is. So I went to the, 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 my office manager, and I said, who is that? And he said, that's the owner. And I said, a black guy owns th this business? <laughs> and that's when my eyes lit up. And I was, I was like, yo, it's actually possible for me to be successful then. Hmm. And, and how, many, how many locations? He has 10 locations, then he grew to 20. And in in he went from 10 to 20 locations in a year. And I said, oh, my gosh, like the, the, the possibility started sparkling in my mind. And then that became my mentor. So that's how at 19, I opened up my first cell phone store. By 21, I made my first million because I had a mentor. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's young. Very young. And, and, and I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, these 19, 20-year-olds that are, 
are doing great now, if I could tell you anything, man, is is get a mentor to learn how to take care of your money because I made so, that, that type of money. My ego was so damn high. You know, my ego was so damn high, and I just thought money was such a so abundant that I don't have to work for it because I, I only worked for six months, and then I became essentially an overseer. So I only grinded for six months, and then now I'm just seeing the – I'm just making shots, shooting calls. And every store has cameras. So at 10 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, get crust on my eye, and I, I see the stores all getting open on my phone. And so, so that's, how I'm lear- that's, that's how I'm running this business. So I end up going broke a year after, a year, wow. a year and a half after, because I don't know how to manage money, and I'm spending money stupidly on things that I don't need and not investing. Interesting. It's such, a, it's such an issue because – especially if you make that money that quick, you feel like you can, you'll just make it again and it'll never go away. I mean, I can only imagine in that age, at that age, the last thing you're thinking about, well, most 19, 20 year olds is the future and what you're going to do with it. And especially if you make it that fast, I can't even imagine like I'm 36. If I was 20 and I made a million bucks, it would be gone. Like back in the day, with that mindset that I had at 20, right? It's, it's, it's a crazy thought. And I like how you, you brought up mentors because you need, that, you need that person that's been there before to help you realize the reality of it, right? So as far as mindset goes, what are some of the things that changed from the 20-year-old that lost it all to where you've become now? Like what are some of the key fundamentals on a day-to-day that you've had to apply? Number one, now I have compassion. So, so I work with, with different, different small business owners. And, you know, I just got off a call with a small business owners that uh, she's probably making like mid to high six figures. I mean, uh, mid to high five figures. And mid to high five figures realistically is not enough money to, to really like to, to survive, at, at, survive at, a, at, a, at a good level. So, so she's obviously struggling. And prior to having... Prior to have like during this time where I had that type of money, that type of money and, and living that type of lifestyle, because I w- that type of lifestyle would mean every other week I'm on a flight. I'll give you an example. Like one night I'm in I'm in L.A. I mean one night I'm in Miami, and I just said I said hey I want to sleep in my bed, so I fly to L.A. I fly to L.A. just to sleep in my bed for a night, and literally we'll get back on a flight the next morning to come back to Miami, just because I'm so arrogant I want to sleep in my bed, right. you know, and I mean, I mean, going to Vegas, throwing money away, having cars, different cars every single weekend, every single week. You, you re, I'm, I'm recycling cars. Yeah. But, but, but then I realized, like, God blessed me to do something, like, powerful and resourceful with this money. And I went and did stupid, stupid stuff on consumables. And, 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 Lance, the funny thing is I wasn't even on social media. I, I wasn't even doing it for social media. Social media just came about, like, a year and a half ago for me like this Instagram becoming a, a public figure before this, it was, I was in the dark, just having my own, that's having fun and spending money, you know, kicking with my friends. But right now it, 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 it built compassion. It built an understanding of what it actually takes to go from the ground up at a challenging, at a challenging rate, but fast. I was, I want to, I want to do things fast at an accelerated rate. So I only experienced that that poverty, that, that, that time I went broke, I mean, I went down to like $9.73 in my bank account. That's when I was like, oh my God, like, I came to buy a burger. And that's when it hit me. I was crying. I was going through the whole pressure. 
I was getting on my knees and I was praying. I got closer to God. And I was like, what is it that I'm, what is it that I, I, I'm, what is wrong with me? Like, why did I get to this position? And then I realized that there was a journey, it was a journey, a part of this that was destined for the future. And now I see why I went through that position because now I'm really, I really care about when people are in a financial position now because their family suffers when they're in a financial position. Mm. When, they, when, they, when they're not in, the, in, a, in a good financial position, their family suffers. So I make it apparent now in my mission to help other people because I really felt that pain. I really felt the pain of not being able to go to, not being able to go to, to McDonald's and buy a Big Mac if I wanted to. I could not do that. I felt the pain of, of having the note on my door where they, they say, the, the landlord says you have three days to quit. Otherwise, the police will be there 24 hours following and you'll have 60 minutes to take all your stuff and, and move out. I felt that pain. And I'm in the middle of California away from my family, away from home. So what am I going to do? Am I going to live out on the streets? I felt the pain for a short period of time where I, slept in, I had to sleep in my car because I didn't have a place to stay. I felt, I felt the pain of moving from place to place with a U-Haul truck with barely anything in the back, just a few of my belongings, and building from the back, from, from, from that spot on up. I was so egotistical, but it humbled me. Mm-hmm. So when I share stuff now, when I talk about money, I'm like, yo, get the fucking paper. Why? Because people are depending on you, and you don't want to feel that pain. You don't want to feel that pain. So you need to get, get in what I call abundance or survival, which is past taking care of your needs and, and, and being able to put money away and protect yourself. Yeah. And you know what, man, the fact that that happened to you, it's, it happens all the time with athletes and actors, people. But the fact is, here's the thing. You could have stayed in that space and gone down, down the tubes pretty much, but you didn't. That's the difference right? A lot of people would have lost that and just gone down the shitter, turned to drugs, alcohol, and that's it. But the fact that you, you realize that you were, you, you're in that spot, you felt it, you realize, and you got out of it. That's the difference, right? Lance, I did turn into drugs. I, I did turn to drugs. But you still got out of it. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Because I knew, I knew my worth. There was a time yeah. that I was laying down on my couch. <clears throat> I was laying, so, so, I got to a point where I put some money in my pocket. I got, I said, oh, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So I, I started dibbling and dabbling and my, and my girl at the time, man, she was like, don't stop, stop doing, stop smoking. But, yeah. but, but there was, there was a time I was laying down on my couch where I was pushing everybody away from me. I felt like a failure and I, I was off social media. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the person I, who I was supposed to be. Then I, then I started reading my own book. And I realized, like, yo, do you know who you are, Andy? So a lot of people feel that I'm a little arrogant or a little too boisterous and confident. And my response is that I'm probably the most humblest person because I felt real pain. However, I realized that what has got me to get out of, get out of a shithole, and now, now, I'm able, now I have a staff of 23 that I'm supporting and, you know, hosting hundreds of students that I've trained now in a short period of time, literally, in probably like the six. In the last 650 days, we've done some amazing stuff. It's really because I tell myself, Andy, you're so damn powerful. And nobody's in my ear that, that tells me, yo, Andy, I want you to wake up today with a positive attitude. There's nobody that does that. If anything, there's somebody that tells me that I'm doing wrong. My first call this morning, so I have calls back to back. So my schedule is full every day. My, my team is filling up my schedule every day. So I, my first call this morning I say, hey, I say, hey, sir, how you doing? 
and he's like, he's like, hey man, hey, before we get started on this call, man, I just want to tell you, your your assistant, man, I almost hung up the phone on her. And by the way, look, I keep getting text messages, call, reminders about your, this call. It's pissing me off. And I'm like, so instead of someone telling me how powerful I am and that I'm going in the right direction, I get negative bullshit like that. Of course. So, but the way that I was able to combat it and not bring that negative energy into my second call or into this podcast or into whatever is that I remind myself, yo, Andy, you are the most motherfucking powerful person on planet Earth. Plus, you're sexy as hell. Plus, you're fine, man. Man, you know, you know what, dude? You are literally changing this world one person at a time, bro. Keep going. I'm like, yeah, that's the direction. If I don't do it, who else will, man? Who else will? So how did you get that skill, though? Every, not everybody has that, man. Who, how'd you learn that? That's what, that's what I'm interested in. What was the thing that taught you that? Or did you always have that confidence? You just learned to channel it. Because... Not everybody can tell themselves so, that. And so you spoke, you spoke to Elena, right? Yeah. You, you spoke to Elena. Me and Grant had dinner at Fleming's down the street over here near my house. Yeah. And I think Grant, Grant gave me permission to, to, to go all out and be myself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he was it, on the show, very, too. He was on the show about a month ago. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. You know, and he, and he gave me permission. So, so we were talking about my business, and I, and, and I essentially... I was undercharging. The reason why I took a financial dip is because I didn't believe in my, you know, of course I spent too much money. I didn't have a stream of income, but once I turned to a stream of income, I was undervaluing myself and I, and I, and I undercharged. Mm. So I was like charging people like 299 bucks. And then Grant was like, what the, f-? yo, <laughs> he said, he essentially just told me to raise his, raise the, raise the price. And I took his advice and that weekend I had a, I had a potential, I had a prospect that I was going to work with. And I said, uh, I'm not 299, I'm, I'm 5,000. So she, she, she's after overcoming her fear and her objections that she would have done at 299 anyway, the same objections, she joined that 5,000. And then she went to her boyfriend the next day and, and she said, Hey, you got to work with Andy. And he paid me 5,000. So in that one weekend, I go from, I go from, I go from like having 300 bucks in my bank account, talking and kicking it with Grant Cardone because of my, because of essentially of my confidence. But then it turned around financially in the bank account because I started listening to him and Bradley and, and, a, and a bunch of other people that I just went and I said, Hey, yo, it's 10 grand. And then since then I've done hundreds, if not, I've done hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars since, since then. But Regardless, it was really that one kicker where I said ten, where I said ten grand. Next thing you know, I'm pre- I'm presenting to AT and T six figure deals now. I love it, man. That belief is so powerful. Like that, that's what it comes down to, man. Yeah, it, you're right. You're you're right. It comes down to that self belief, and I think it's just saying in the, in the mirror, like, yeah. who do you see yourself to be? Are you powerful, or are you a bitch? Yeah, it's so true, man. We gotta have those conversations with ourselves. The quality of our life depends on it, man, because you're going to have so many people around you that are going to try and bring you down with their shitty attitudes, their pessimism or whatever. And if you don't have that installed in you, then you won't have, you won't have the tools to be able to get through that. And you'll go down to their level. It happens all the time, right? You bump into these people that are, that are either energy suckers or downers or whatever. And if you don't prepare yourself that you know yourself, your worth, your value, you have that confidence, then you're going to allow yourself to be brought down. But if you don't, if you have that belief, then nothing around you is going to affect your, your internal belief, you know? Exactly. 
the question that I have for, for for some people, and even for you, Lance, is how do you turn like your opposition into a benefit? How can you turn how can you turn that like 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 for example like if you have if we're in a fight if me and two guys are in a fight so now the odds are stacked against me essentially right how do I strategically take that this punch that this person that the person in front of me is throwing at me duck move it grab his wrist and punch the person behind me and they both are in pain now and they and they both were against me how do you use your opposition to support you? And having that mindset of of, you, of doing that versus the the latter, and what I mean, like 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 for example, on that call this morning, man, this is how I twisted it, and I and I brought it up to to to, to the appointment center that scheduled that call because I have team members outside of the country mm. that work for me. That's on my staff, and so some of them, their English is not the best, and I say that's perfect. I don't want it to be perfect. Because when they, when it's not perfect, they're gonna grow from that. They're gonna progress. And my focus, in my organization is about progression. So I know one of my appointment setters don't speak that great English, and I still congratulate her every day because she works harder than the English speaker anyway. Mm. She's one of the most hardest working employees in my company. Now, I said to the guy, I said to the guy, I said, he, he's like, man, I almost hung up the call and, and not take this appointment. I said, <laughs> hey, man, but she did a good job anyway, huh? Because I'm on the call with you, ain't didn't she? And he's like. Yeah, yeah, but, but I almost, I, like, he's, so he's trying to turn it to the negative. Yeah. I said, yeah, but, but but I almost hung up, man. I almost, like, you got to get English speakers, man, English speakers only. I said, I, I could, but she did, she, she did a good job to the point where she kept you on the phone for at least 10 minutes to schedule the appointment. I see in here she filled out all the questions that I needed her to ask. So you spent the time to going back and forth, man. I'm actually going to congratulate her, man. She did a good job then if you felt that way. She still <laughs> produced the results. And he's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's, let's get started with this appointment. And so he's trying to give me that negative vibe. Yeah. I go to her and I say, hey, Fatima, congratulations. You did awesome, man. Look, you got someone talking shit about you, man. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm used to corporations talking, like, talking down upon her. I'm like, no, congratulations. You produced the results even with this odd against you. Yeah. Even with this challenge against you, you produced the results. And from there, you're only going to progress. There is no regression. It's only progression. <laughs> I love it, man. It's such a good perspective, right? Like, that's all the only thing you can do, really. I mean, why, how, why would you do it any other way? You know what I mean? But we're so programmed to not look at things like that. Most people. Yeah, right? man. They're not equipped with those tools. Is it? So, so you're looking at it as tools, huh? Well, I'm looking at it as like, you're taking, a, you're taking a situation and you're using that what may seem as maybe a negative situation or a person to somebody, but you're turning it into a positive that's still going to benefit you, right? There's always going to be different. No matter what you look at, somebody can always turn that into a, a negative, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. You can have the most, you can have the, but the most positive person or the, the person that looks at things in a way they can always turn that into a, a positive perspective, vice versa, right? Sometimes things are going so well and there's always that person that's like, oh yeah, well, how am I going to do that or whatever? And it turned it into this like downer, this, 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 this shitty attitude. And you're like, how can you see the, the negative in this, right? Right. But there's people that are able to, no matter what it is, they can see the positive as the negative can be a positive. 
Exactly, man. It's actually really challenging for for me to see negative situations, man. You know, I, I remember like like a car, like one of my car, like one of the car that I moved to Cali with, it, it broke down. I was on my way to to. He's he's really popular in the like the entrepreneur space, but let's not say his name. And I, so I was on his way to his house, and my car is breaking down on his way. Now this is the start of our relationship, and this guy is really successful. So I kind of feel embarrassed that this is just going down on my like on this day. And instead of me looking at it as a negative, I, I'm like, yo, this is gonna be a crazy ass story in the future when I'm on stage. Cause I think this was before. Oh no, I was I was speaking then, but but. I was like, this is going to be a crazy-ass story to talk about and teach about determination. Because I ended up getting to the fuck, to the house, trucking along, like, like you know, trucking along. Yeah. And then it was that, I think it was like that next day I went to go buy a new car. But, but it's that mindset of determination, of like, hey, I have a target, I have a relationship to go meet, and I'm by any means, whatever it takes, I'm going to get there. I didn't call him and say, hey, I can't make it. I did say, hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late. But I didn't say I can't make it, especially when my house was 20 minutes that way. And his house was about an hour that way. And every 15 minutes, every 25 minutes, I'm pulling over, putting antifreeze in, into the car to make it to make sure that it operates. Mm. Yeah. What, and so I said, I'm, you know, I looked at it as a positive where it's like, oh, I can't wait to share the story on stage. Yeah. Yeah. You mean that, that's that's awesome, man. But that's the perspective that most don't don't have. <laughs> that's this is, the, man, Lance, this, this podcast should be called Perspective of Success. Yeah. Perspective to succeed because you know, we, we're all looking at life through different lenses and we're all dealt with shit. We're all dealt with these things. How do you respond? You can't deal this. The externals are always going to be the external circumstances. It's how you react. You know, mm. you're always going to yeah. be dealt shitty, a shitty card, but it's what you, what you look at as being a shitty hand. Sometimes a shitty hand to some may be an opportunity to others. Right. Right. Or, right. It's all about re understanding that like university of adversity, adversity, the perspective on it, even though it feels like your worst enemy, it's actually your greatest ally. That's the thing. And if shit was all easy, then we would never learn. And we would, it wouldn't you, be fun. Let me tell you something that I thought for the longest time in my life was, and, and I just started recently sharing this and then I realized how much it's benefit other people. So I, 13 years old, at 13 years old, I'm laying down on my bed and I'm touching my wall. It was popcorn wall. So it's like I'm picking the, the, the paint off the popcorn wall and I'm contemplating suicide. I'm contemplating death. The devil was in my head so hard at this, at this time. And I'm really thinking about like, how am I gonna kill myself? The reason why I wanna kill myself is because at school I'm getting bullied so much at the fact that I have man boobs. I was, I was born with a gynecomastia. So like I have the, an enlargement of, of, of uh, breast tissue on my chest. And so I was like, I don't, I don't feel like a man. I'm getting made fun of at school. My parents are fighting because of whatever the fuck they're fighting about. My friends are making fun of me. They walk by me, touch my chest, lift it up, lift it up. I have no one to go to. And I'm third, you know, at that age, you're looking to hang out with friends, and but you, I have no one to turn to. And so I'm, I'm thinking about the best ways for me to leave because I, I'm, I'm in so much pain, crying all the time. And I do it by myself. I cry by myself. And God told me right then and there, now I was ready to, I was ready to make a move on that. Now I looked up, my goal was to be successful so I can bring my family together. That was my goal. I want to be successful so, so my parents can stop fighting so I can take care of my family. So my, I can buy my grandpa a house and, and so on and so forth. And 
I, look, I try to look up successful people online. Can't find successful people online that have the same thing that I have. The closest person I got was the rapper Rick Ross. And, and I'm like, yo, but he looks different. He's just really fat. I wasn't fat. I was just a little chubby. And but my, I had a fucking man. I had breasts. I looked like woman's breasts as a, as a, as a child. And um, it was right then and there. I think God spoke to me and he said, look, I'm going to use you to be that successful person that has gynecomastia and still do something successful in your life. I said, okay. And I, and I relied on God ever since then. Now, at 14, though, at 14, so fast forward a few months later, I'm still very insecure. I'm about to go into high school. Now, this is going to be the most challenging part because I wasn't even in high school yet. This is the most challenging part, going to high school, going through puberty, and now you're dealing, I'm dealing with, like, man breasts. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very challenging. One day in the summer of that, that I was going to go into high school, so this is eighth grade to ninth grade, I, I see my mom, I'm going through my mom's clothes in the laundry room, and I see a tube top that woman used to suck, suck in their stomach, and in the, in the, it's like a girdle, they call it. Mm-hmm. And I took that, I put it on my chest, I just wanted to see what it looked like. And it just flattened out my chest, man. Oh man, I should. I'm, one of these podcasts, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually bring it out. But so it, it made my chest flat, and man, if I, if I, I think I have it here. I'll, show, I'll show it to you. That would be the first time, man. Man, I think it will support a lot of, a lot of your listeners. But essentially, essentially, it makes my chest flat, and I wore a white shirt for the first time out. Mm-hmm. White shirt. If the white shirt, when I wear a white shirt, it, it, it gives a shadow, so it shows like evidently that I have man breasts, so then now it makes me feel a little insecure and incontinent, you know? So so I wore a white shirt for the first time I go out with my friends. Lance, do you think that if I feel secure for the first time that the next day I'm going to make a decision to go back to being insecure? No. So at what point do you think I, I take that thing off? Probably never. My first day in high school, I wore, I wore that thing. So yeah. that summer, the whole summer I wore that. My first day in high school, I wore that thing. Yeah. My first time having sex, I wore that thing. My first time driving my car, my, my, my dad's car, sophomore year, I wore it. Junior year, I was still wearing it to basketball practice. Senior year, my graduation, I still wore it. When I opened up my first business, I still wore it. From 13, from 13 and a half to 19 and a half, I wore that every single day. Wow. This black thing that sucked me in, held it, held everything tight. That, the, and then, when I had, when I grew my business, when I had my, my cell phone store, my business, one of my teammates said, Andy, because what happened was I was walking around like this. And I didn't know, but I was walking around like this because that was kind of like the natural posture when I had that thing on. So one of my team members said, Andy, we're confident men. Turn your body, like, like a, stick, stick your posture correct. And I said, all right. So I, I, I did that, and, and I realized, hey, I am confident. So I started talking to myself then. Hey, yo, you're confident, man. You're a businessman. It's focused. You got people to take care of. Focus. I took that shit off, put it under my bed, never wore it again. But I couldn't take my shirt off. I couldn't take my shirt off in public. Too, too, too nervous. So it wasn't until I moved to California where a girl, a woman that I was dating, we were in the bedroom, and she said, why don't you ever take your shirt off? I said, I, I, honestly, I'm insecure. She took my shirt off, and she said, no, I love you the way you are. And that gave me the confidence to walk out, go on social media to do what I just did to you, show it to you. Mm. But now here... That was an opposition that I was gonna that I was gonna kill myself for. Once I started going on social media and I work out on a daily basis, work out at, at four o'clock in the morning with some trainers. Once I started posting on social media with that confidence, the amount of men that poured into my DMs that had the same challenge, that were hiding themselves, 
that were like hiding behind an avatar on social media, totally insecure about themselves as a man, started putting their photos because of because of what I what I what I was sharing, telling me the stories like, "Yo, Andy, bro, like I, the fact that I see you doing that gives me permission to do the same, gives me authority to do the same." Thank you so much, my wife. My wife and I do really appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much. I can now be with my kids in a certain way. I'm not. I'm not hiding from my kids anymore. Like when they come, daddy, daddy. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? I'm not insecure anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andy, because I decided to to show my body. So using that, using the opposition as something that that not only elevated me but supported others. Dude, man, the, the it's so important to be vulnerable like that and to be able to share that. Man, mad respect, like. That's not everybody has, has the courage to share, man. And to be able to do that shows a lot about your character and it allows others to do the same. Right. And that's amazing, dude. Like <laughs> that's it's crazy. I love hearing shit like that. Cause just from one action that you decided to do has helped other people heal or get through what they're going through, you know, and man, super important. Awesome. So my question to you, to the audience, is what do you think that has been holding you back if that's the actual thing that's going to support yourself and others to grow and, ex- and exceed and, and excel? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people's – it's a great question. I think a lot of it comes down to just self-belief. Having, because if you don't believe in what you're bringing to the table, usually it's because – some sort of limited belief in the back of your mind that you learned when you were young or whatever, but that lack of belief shows up in your relationships and everything. So then you feel that others feel the same. If you don't have that level of belief, how can you expect others to believe in you? Let me add on, let me add on that Lance. Yeah. To, Cause you were, asking, you were asking for tool sets and I think it's not necessarily tool sets. It's more of mindset mm. because, because like, like for, for a period of time, there's, a, there's like a market, online market, some people know him. His name is Ty Lopez. And I was at Ty's house, and he put, there was like 80, 80 students that he was teaching, and he put my Instagram on the, on the TV, and he was like dissecting my social media, and he was like teaching the audience about what I was doing on social media, and then he was like giving, critiquing me and stuff like that. And then while I was there, I met a guy who was one of Ty's friends, and then me and him eventually became friends. Like I was just with him the other day couple of days ago and for a while in my career i'm telling you dude i'm fucking new in this business space right entrepreneurship but i'm comparing myself to grant cardone's story i'm comparing myself to ty lopez and i'm like yo why can't i get a thousand people to buy my course what the fuck like like what you know what you know that, that, that's like i'm saying the same shit man like yeah like get rich get rich you know like fuck like i'm saying I'm saying the same shit. And it's this it's a sense of, of, of comparison. So the dude that I met, his name's Carlos, and we, we gotta get him on your show, man. Yeah, let's do it. But the dude that I met, so I go so I do this deal with Grant where I'm gonna pay him a five figure deal for him to speak at my on my event. This guy subconsciously teaches me some shit, right? So I call Grant and I say, Hey Grant, I'll pay you five figures to come speak at my event. Now, this five figures is a lot to me, okay? <laughs> he fucks around with me, and he's like, yeah, we're going to change it to a six-figure deal. Not a mid-six-figure deal, but a high $100,000 deal, okay? He, fuck, like, he, just, he don't give a fuck. He don't give, he's just playing around with numbers. 
And I find it so disrespectful. Like, I find it like, oh, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I love him for this, man. Yeah. I love him for this. Because he showed me about, he taught me about responsibility. That I needed to take responsibility. Why don't, why don't I have $160,000 to give him? Why, why don't I? And I, and I could have looked at it from like, you SOB to, or I take responsibility to, why don't I have 160 grand extra just to give to him? If I really want him, why, do I, why don't I? So he taught me that. And, and that shaped the way I moved to my future. This was last year. Hmm. So then call it. So now I go on social media and I'm like, yo, bump Ty Lopez, bump Les, uh, bump Ty Lopez, bump Grant Cardone. Are you serious, man? That's how y'all going to do me? Is it because I'm 24? I mean, I think I was 23. Is it because I'm 23, bro? Is it, you know, that's how you're going to do me, so on and so forth? So Carlos called me and he's like, yo, bro, like, what's going on? And I'm like, yo, man, these dudes, I called Lewis House. I, 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 they, they offered me something. I said, look, I'll pay you. I flew down to Grant Cardone's office with a check, with a, but it was for five figures. And I said, here's a down payment. And they're like, nah, man, we want more money. I said, we have a contract. We signed the, I signed the contract. They, they turned around and they, and they, and they, they said, hey, we, but we rebuttal with the higher amount. And I was getting so frustrated. So I, I took it all on social media. Carlos called me essentially, bro. He told me to stay in my lane. He taught me about staying in my lane because I spent so much time comparing myself to other people yeah. that I, I forgot this powerful experience. When I was in Texas, so Carlos is like, stay in your lane, Andy. There's a group of people that need to hear just you. So I'm in Texas, right? And I host the Progression Conference. I'm the founder of this one-day event called the Progression Conference. The Progression Conference, people come here to learn about sales, marketing and personal development strategy that's going to accelerate their business growth. Mm -hmm. I'm in Texas hosting this event. I'm talking to the audience and I say, I I'm, we're having a dinner. I'm, so I'm talking to like the group that's at my VIP dinner. And I said, Hey, yeah, you know, you know, like, like Tony Robbins, right? And they're like, I don't know who Tony Robbins is. <laughs> I said, you don't know Tony. I said, okay. Uh, how about like, like people like Grant Cardone? Uh, I don't, I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. I said, so where do you get your personal, like, where, where do you like, get, get your like, motivational personal development from? You, Andy, I, I follow your, your stories. Like, you introduced me to this like, type of mindset. I wow. said, what? I said, yeah, I read your, I read your book and da-da-da-da, next thing you know, book. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So there's a group Powerful. of people that, that's essentially that was waiting for me. So yeah. honestly, like, right now my phone's buzzing, right? I'm looking at my phone, my phone's buzzing. And, and what I just did, even right now, subconsciously, what I just did right now, I said, yo, my phone's buzzing. I know I got this podcast. I know I got a phone call in 11 minutes with, 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 with a client. And my phone's buzzing with my team members talking, talking to me about different stuff. But I'm not at this certain level yet. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm imagining that level where I'm walking around a huge office with 250 employees. So, yeah, I'm doing things cool, but I'm not at that level yet. And I, and I compare myself, then I have to say, I have to humble myself and say, hey, bro, this is going to be one hell of a story. Mm. So is it a tool set then, or is it a mindset where I have to kind of, kind of recognize like this is everything I'm, that's going on is part of the journey. And there's still the, there's people depending on me. In addition to that, every level, every stage that I'm at in my business growth is a learning experience for a reason. So right now I'm learning right now how to manage time effectively by the minutes where I can, I can schedule 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 16 minutes, like, like back to back, you know? So, I, so, but that may be necessary for my future self. 
So I share that with your audience, especially if they're my age, man. If they're like 22, 24, 25, 27, 28, bro. I want to be, I want to show them like, yo, get off this Lamborghini. Like you need a Lamborghini. That, that shit ain't real, bro. Mm. That shit ain't real. Ty Lopez did that to attract you fools. That yeah. shit is not real. Yeah. I believe it. Nah, he never told me this, but I believe it because it's the best way to market to someone who don't have money. You know what the rappers do? If they don't have money and they want to market to people who don't have money, make, you know, you know, go, go and talk about your Lambos and shit. Yeah. Go, go and talk about and, and, and raise jewelry. But every rich person that I've been around, every person that has been around me that has money, they were never attracted to a Hermes because to a young buck because of their Hermes belt. They were never attracted because of the Lamborghini that they rented for a day and pulled up to the front. Never attracted to that. Mm. And then I never rented a Lamborghini. Thank God. I never rented a Rolls Royce. I driven them, but never rented them because, but, but I, I'm my, my, my net worth in my phone is well over a billion dollars. I mean, one person, my phone makes a billion dollars, just one. And I hang out. He sat in my house before we're in my house. He sat, we, we've hung out here multiple times. It's not because of my car. It's not because of my belt. It's not because of my chain. It's because of my mindset. Is it mindset or is it tool set? Wow, bro. <laughs> Dude, this is awesome, man. Wow, man. You're a bright light for a young guy. You, you got to figure it out a lot more than, than most, man. Like, like I can see, I just, I love hearing this because, you know, I'm 10 years older, around 10 years older than you. And I was just starting to figure out all this stuff, this mindset stuff, like just a couple of years ago. And it's great to see that you're, you're using what you got in such a powerful way, you know? And yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you coming out and hanging out and dropping value. <laughs> well, man, where is the best place for everybody to find you? Cause we want to make sure it's super clear where, where you're at and what you're offering. Yeah. I mean, you got, you, the opportunity is in the show up. The mm. opportunity is in the show up. I, I give something that you cannot experience on the internet. Mm. You cannot experience this on the internet. You have to come to the progression conference in person. If you are in the United States, if you are if you are in the north if you are in North America, if you are in the world the of planet Earth, take a flight, get to get to United States, choose one of the cities that's closest to you and go to progressionticket.com. Okay. Go to progressionticket.com. So that's the progression conference. That's the progression conference event. It's one day I'm telling you, people come here and they're, they're learning how to grow their sales, grow their marketing, start their business, but most of all, focus on changing their mindset. What I explained to here, share with you here, they learn that through from me as well as a group, a plethora of different speakers on my stage about how to change your mindset to get what it is that you want in the shortest time span. I've been a speaker, and I share that with you because, and, and it's not me bragging, but this is about me sharing about accelerated progression. Uh, one, one of my one of my calls that I, that I'm t working with clients here is a client who had a client of mine who's been in, in speaking business for 27 years, well before I was born. And they're they're right now in the 27 years they're at the local level. They're speaking at the local level. And I'm not bragging, I'm not comparing, but I'm sharing that there's a difference in speed. 27 years they're at the local level. 600 days in. 700, seven, between six to 700 days in, Andy Arday is at the national level. Why is Andy hosting national events where I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New York, New York, Providence, Rhode Island, Columbus, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Houston, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Las Vegas, 
Phoenix and Los Angeles and San Diego, and he's operating at that level, what is the difference? Well, the difference is that we both were going the same direction. The only thing was I decided to go at an accelerated rate. Now, for me to get in, go at achieve such results at an accelerated rate, it takes a certain mindset because the mindset would allow you to build the relationships and, and get the tools to be able to get what you want. That's what's being taught at the Progression Conference, how to do that in your business and in your life at an accelerated rate. Well said, man. We'll get, make sure all that's in the show notes. Make sure to get all your social media information on there as well so they can check right you out. Want to make sure everybody connects with you, man. Just one more time, that's, that's progressionticket.com, Progression Ticket. Man, Lance, dude, I humbly thank you for having me on your show. You asked some powerful, thought-provoking questions. I share some things that I've never shared on social media or on the internet before because of you, man. I really acknowledge you for having this show and being a light to the people that do listen to your show. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It was, it's an absolute honor to have you on, and I can't wait to just continue to watch you just, just crush it. I got so inspired just from this conversation, man, and that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is that that collective energy, you know, it's just like right. it's amazing, man. So. I know you've got to, we got to wrap it up. One last staple question I ask everybody. What is one lesson that adversity has taught you? Resilience. Resilience. Determination. When, when I couldn't, when my car broke down, that adversity, that adverse experience, when my car broke down, regardless, I, I looked at, at the positive light in it, and I said it's going to be one hell of a story, and I kept on going. I, didn't be, I, I had an hour to go there and 20 minutes to turn back. I decided to move forward an hour trucking along every 20 minutes, every 15, 20, 25 minutes, pulling over whenever the car got hot, putting anti-freeze in. Resilience in your life, you're gonna get punched in the face. Many times, many times, many times. Look at it from what it is. It's gonna be one hell of a story to the person that's behind you. Cause you're one chapter ahead of somebody else. Mm. So it's your job to go through that experience so you can explain it to somebody else that, hey, this is what you're gonna endure and get ready for it. Cause you gotta tell a story. Cause people mm. are depending on you. So if, if, if it taught me anything, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. Awesome. Hear that, everybody? Be resilient. It's so important. Keep going. Life's going to throw you some punches. You got to learn how to take them. And, you know, man, resilience is so powerful, man. And again, man, thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming and dropping your value and wisdom with us. Lance, thank you so much for having me on your show, brother. Andy Audate, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Wow, what a powerful conversation. What an inspiring dude. Make sure to check out Andy on social media. Follow him, see what he's up to. And if you can, go to one of his conferences. Get your mind blown. The guy's not going anywhere. He's going to blaze the trail for 2020. Man, like I said, if I had that much fire at that age, shit would have got real, real quick. Love you guys. Have a great day. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.